Welcome to the LIPN Podcast, brought to you by the members of the Long Island Professional Network, where business professionals come to grow. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Meryl Loeschner, and I am the Marketing and Communication Consultant and Podcast Producer for Smith Douglas Associates. Eleven years ago, I bought my first house, and in the middle of last year, I decided to sell it. Now, there is a lot of advice for first-time home buyers, but not a lot of advice out there for first-time home sellers. Linda Leone from Realty Connect USA is the Long Island Professional Network's real estate specialist. So I decided to sit down with her to discuss some of the things that people should keep in mind when deciding to sell their home. One of the first things people think about when they think about selling their house is, do I really need a realtor or can I sell the house myself? I mean, how hard is it to sell a house? My outlook on selling a home is everybody has a specialty in life. If you're going to sell your home and you work for the Long Island Railroad and you're a conductor, that's your specialty. That's what you do. I'm a realtor. This is what I do. I sell homes. I don't paint. I'm not a professional painter. I am not a carpet cleaner. I'm not an auto mechanic. I sell homes. That is my job. With that comes the expertise of marketing. When you're going to sell your home as a individual, you're going to put an ad in the paper and you're gonna get individual people calling you. As a realtor, I have access to websites that I can market to thousands of people. If you were going fishing and you wanted to catch a lot of fish, you're gonna put out a fishing rod, I put out a net. So I get more than one person coming to look at my home. How do you determine the value of a house? Well, what we do when we're looking to sell a home is we do a market analysis of the area. When you're going to sell a home, your final sale price has to meet an appraised value. A bank appraiser is going to come out and they're going to pull the comps, which are the, the recent sales in the area. With that being said, they're not going to value your home more than something with the same square footage, the same detail is valued at. So we have to go in there realistically and tell people the value of their home. Your home isn't sold for what you need to sell in your pocket. It's sold for what the value is of the property. And of course that does vary. There are homes that have the same size, but there are amenities that are included in the home that do add value to the home. And that's why a professional is there to determine that value. Can you fight a bank appraisal if you think that the, what they were comparing wasn't a true comparable? Is that something that's Yes, done? that's done. That's done. It's not done too regularly. Um, it does happen a lot with new construction on a regular sale. The appraisal has to come in at what the house sold for or better. And bank appraisers don't usually go back and amend their appraisal without a true valid cause and true valid comparables. I, I haven't had many, I think maybe in all the years I've been selling real estate since 1995, I think maybe only two times I challenged an appraisal and they were all on new construction. If someone's willing to pay cash, is that appraisal as still as important? You don't have an appraisal when you're paying cash because there is no bank involved. So a cash offer is always a desirable offer, especially in this market. Right now we're in a market where people are selling over asking price. So now if you're paying cash, you don't have to worry about an appraisal because an appraisal has no value. You're just getting a certified check and you're going to closing with your title company, your attorney, the buyer and the seller, you're cutting a check and you're done. For someone who's never gone the process of selling a house, what is title insurance? 
Title Insurance is a, a company, they're in title insurance companies. What they do is they go back and they research your property to make sure there's no liens or judgments on the property so that you can convey clean title. That means you're passing one deed from one owner to the next with no conveyances, no liens, no liens that haven't been satisfied on the property, no open permits that haven't been closed, no violations, building violations on the property. That's clean title. What are some of the things I can do to get top dollar for my house if I'm selling? Well, when I come into a home, I feel I bring a little more value than most realtors do. I started my career in new construction in 1995, so I have a very big knowledge of home construction. With that, I also got a degree in interior design because I wanted to you know, guide my clients through the process in a more professional way. So when I walk into the home, I see the home a little differently. I look at the colors. I look at the placement of furniture. To get top dollar for your home, you have to have it decluttered. It can't have any clutter. It has to be as spacious as possible. You know, people say take down home pictures. When you sell, you're selling a house. It no longer becomes your home, but you still want to convey that it is a home. So I'm not against keeping photographs out of the family. I don't believe, you know, maximizing every space on the wall or on a counter with family pictures, but you still want to maintain some time of home warmth and value. I also look, like I said, I look at the placement of the furniture. Paint goes a long way. Sometimes just a fresh cone of paint on the wall will just make a, a huge difference. Taking things off the countertop, putting a new bedspread, opening up the blinds. I provide a checklist of things to prepare your house for sale and uh, with that it, it's a great recommendation on how to declutter and how to get your home for, uh, prepared for sale. One of the things that when they're talking about to declutter and stage is what do you do if you have small children and pets? That's okay. People know that when you walk into a home, there's children there. I'm never against when someone walks in the door that the house is so sterile with there's children. Let them know that a family lives here. I always tell people with young children, this is your home. Your children live here. Don't be afraid when someone walks in the door to see a child playing and enjoying their toys. Pets could be another issue though. If you have a dog that's a little aggressive, I always tell them to put the dog aside or walk the dog outside because some people are afraid of pets. They are afraid of dogs. Sometimes little dogs get a little too frisky, but if the, if the animal's in check, then at the, for the most part, no one minds having an animal around. What if you notice when you walk into a house to sell that certain smell that comes with some pets? I tell the people to deodorize their home. You have to be very frank when you're selling a house, you can't hide the truth. You have to be honest. Honesty goes a long way. I don't want people to walk in a home and people walk out of the house and tell me the house smells like a dog. You just, you very gently, there's a way to communicate. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. What expenses am I responsible for when it comes to selling a home? I know eventually I'm going to get paid for the price of the home, but what upfront expenses may occur? The expenses with selling a home are real estate commission, your attorney's fees, and attorney's fees vary, as does real estate commission. You have transfer tax, New York State transfer tax. That's not something that goes to anybody but New York State. Typically, how long does it take to sell the average Long Island house? Right now in this current market, if your home is priced well, it should sell in a week. The market is very aggressive today. We always look at real estate as a snapshot at the present time. 
This time last year, the market was getting a little aggressive. Uh, we've always taken listings for six months. The normal average time to sell a home would be 60 to 90 days. But the market changes. With inventory being low right now, houses are selling within, uh, within a week. Do you find a challenge listing things in the south part of the island that may have gotten hit by Sandy? When Sandy happened, yes. Everybody was afraid. Right now, uh, that fear has gone. A lot of people now, under my opinion, feel it was a, a storm of the century. They're not frightened by it. There's been a, a lot of flood changes, flood zone changes. Some people have raised their homes. Flood insurance is always a concern, but if you really want to be on the water, it doesn't matter. There's people that are still there. People still want to live on the water. I have a client in Copeg right now that just sold his house. He's buying on the water. What's the best time of year to put a home on a market? I usually heard that spring is the best, but is there a specific time of year that things go faster? Well, the spring is always an optimum time to sell, and the reason for that is families that are going to be selling have children in school. So that's the time that most families decide to put their home on the market. They want to have their children finish out the school year in whatever home they're in, whether they stay in the same school district or they decide to leave because they want to know by June, the end of June, that they'll be ready to leave. But the homes with the market, as I said, the way it's been, there was no bad time to sell. August is the quietest time of year, but right now is the biggest time to list a home. Should I have my house inspected before I put it on the market so I'm not surprised by anything that the buyer's inspection? Yeah, it is, a, it is a good investment. Um, it, it is a few hundred dollars. There are home uh, inspection companies that come into a pre-inspection. It's not as thorough as a true home inspection. So they'll come in, they'll check the electric. The things that really bring value to a home and bring trouble to a home, certain as the electric panel, it might not be set up correctly, even though there's no danger, there's certain things that they tweak. You want to know that your boiler is in tip-top shape. You want to know that your roof is good and there's no leaks. In New York State, you have have to provide a home free of leaks. Uh, no leaks under the sink, no leaks in a roof. That's the only thing you're really obligated to fix. In New York State, what am I legally required to tell potential buyers? It's buyer beware in New York State. You don't have to tell them anything unless there's something that is uh, going to really um, hurt the home. Like if, if you know that there's an oil, there was an oil leak on the property, if you know it, then you have to tell it. If it's something you don't know, there's nothing. You can't disclose things that you don't know. Is there a disclosure checklist? In New York State, there's a property disclosure. Again, in New York State, a little different than the other states, we do not complete that property disclosure. The lawyer will tell the client to give a $500 credit at closing because they're not going to open themselves up for any liability and complete the property disclosure form. So in New York State, you give a credit of $500 for not completing the form. Well, getting the house ready to sell and decluttering and making things neat, any basic repairs that I should do around the house that would help up the value? Yes, as I said, in the in the winter time, people get upset. My garden's not in bloom. You know, just always make sure that the outside of the house has has a nice uh, curb appeal. You know, if you need a little touch up of your door, I always say the door is the first thing people see. If you need to repaint your door, make sure your doorbell is working. So when people are coming to your front door, that there's a doorbell. You know, first you only have one opportunity to make a first impression. You walk in, the house is decluttered. People feel that space. It's clean. It's fresh smelling. Those are the things that I recommend. 
when I was selling my condo, I had a broken dishwasher. And the first thing she said is, get a new one. It could be a cheap one. It could be a, get get a working dishwasher. No, or, or repair it. Exactly. Yeah. If you know anything that's not working, the home inspector is going to check everything. All your appliances, your washer, your dryer, turn on the thermostat. If you have one thermostat that's not re reading right, you know, fix that. Anything that is going to work in the home, the heat, the air conditioning. Unfortunately, in the winter, we can't check air conditioners because the outside temperature has to be a certain degree so in the summer the air conditioning's got to be full blast in the winter the heat's got to be working floors clean rugs clean those are the things again like I said you only have one opportunity to make a first impression you mentioned curb appeal before how do you stage the outside of a home in the summertime, I recommend flowers, putting uh, plants on your front stoop, putting some kind of flowers, plant some in inexpensive annual plants in the front of the house. That's in the summertime. Like I said, in the wintertime, sometimes a holiday decoration will enhance a home. You just have to make the house look clean. Can I be around when you're showing the house or do you rather have the sellers be elsewhere? I never want people to have to leave their home. The reason why people recommend that is they always like the agent to be able to speak freely with their client. Um, I always just tell the client, especially on, on, on in the winter time, you don't want people to walk out and sit in their car. In the summer, I just say when the agent comes in, you know, just go sit in the backyard, have a glass of wine, have a cup of coffee, let the agent show their house and do their job. But if you're if it's a, a winter time, just keep yourself, you know, stay in the one room, watch television. It's your home. It's still your home, and I don't like the seller to ever be inconvenienced. What if you don't have a lot of storage? When you declutter, where do you put the stuff that you're decluttering? If people don't have a garage, they usually have a shed, and sometimes they can have to rent a space. You know, sometimes you have to spend money to make money. The best thing to do is to make your house as clutter-free as possible. One of the things I was warned is people tending to look through a house will also go through all the closets and the like, so possibly throwing all your decluttered stuff into a closet may not be the best use of space. True, but you could do it neatly. <laughs> you know, there are, like I said, a lot of times when people have children, they throw things in there. I'd rather have a little toy, couple of toys out in the playroom with the kids than open up a closet and all the toys fall out. <laughs> Who do I have to let know I'm selling a house when I've decided, okay, I'm, I'm ready to move? Who, who do I need to tell? You don't have to let anybody know. The only the only person that you will contact at the time is once your home is sold, you would contact your attorney. I can recommend a real estate attorney or most people have their own attorney. But I always recommend a real estate attorney. Real estate is a very, very simple transaction. But when, when you don't know the ins and outs of real estate, it can become a little more complicated. Sometimes attorneys read the contract and try to recreate the wheel. It's really a very simple process. And when real estate attorneys are involved, it goes very smoothly. I've had contracts signed in a day. What about do I need to let my bank who holds my mortgage know I'm putting the house on the market? The only time you will let your bank know that is when you, we have a closing date, you'll have to call for a final payoff. And uh, the title company actually does that for you. They'll call your bank because when they do a title search, we're getting back to title insurance, they see that there's a, there's a mortgage on the property because that's a recorded lien. They will call the bank actually at the closing table. They actually call again for the final number because there's also a per diem. If you close on Monday and they send a FedEx package at five o'clock and it doesn't get to the bank until Wednesday, you're still responsible for that interest until the bank gets the check in their hand. So the title company takes care of all that. When in the process should I start looking for movers? 
about a month before closing. You should get a moving company in there. You pay when you have a moving company. You pay for pounds, you pay per box. So if you don't think you're taking it with you, why pay to move it? That's the best time to start decluttering. Here's a question, and it's happening more and more these days. What do you do with a client who has an elderly parent who passed and now they have a house full of stuff and they're going to need to sell the house. How do you talk someone through what's probably a very emotionally draining experience? Yes, going, unfortunately, going through that process right now, myself and my husband are both going through it, unfortunately. And it is an emotional thing, but there are things that are sentimental and I never tell anybody to rush through the process. Everybody has to take their time. Parents home, there is a lot of emotions involved in it. So you have to be able to gather your thoughts, keep what's important to you, and unfortunately, you know, sell some stuff, give it away. I tell people, give there's so many people in this world that need stuff, give furniture away, give clothing away, and just go through the process at your pace. I never force anybody into selling their home right away. Sometimes it becomes a financial issue and people do. I do know people that are professional organizers and sometimes people just need that person by their side to hold their hand and just say, do you need this? No, and then be able to part with it. And sometimes that just has to be done. Should I sell my house before I find a new place to buy? Well, they've done concurrently. As I always tell most sellers, you're never going to be thrown out of your home. The All the cards are in your hand. What you do is you put your home on the market at the same time start looking for a place. You need to know where you're going. You must have a plan. The first thing I ask people before I go through a home market analysis is, why are you selling? Where do you plan on going? When would you like to go? Because that all determines when the house is going to go on the market. As I said, this market right now, this snapshot, homes are selling immediately. I just sold a house. I listed it on Tuesday. It was sold. I had multiple offers by, by Friday. The house is gone. Four days. Fortunately, she already has a home. It was a second marriage, so she didn't mind that it was going quickly. But most people need time to sell. I also have another client that just sold their home. And we're actually right now discussing a closing date because they're on the fence. They have, we have been looking. They think they found something, so they haven't secured that yet. So once they secure that, we have to coordinate the closing dates. So as long as the both closing dates are within a week of each other, then they will be okay. They will never get thrown out. And their buyer also understands we can't set the closing date. You just have to give us a week till we consummate our other deal. It happens all the time. No one's ever thrown out of their home. Again, when going through the process of deciding to sell your home, finding a real estate agent, putting things together, what are some of the pitfalls you see people who get themselves into when they don't understand the processes? When they don't understand the process, I think the biggest the biggest pitfall is pricing. Sometimes you have a conflict. Everybody feels that their home is their castle and it's got a value that maybe supersedes what it really does. And I think that's the biggest challenge is letting uh, making people understand that their home the value of their home was the memories that they shared there. And that's why people have that feeling that their home has more value. Look what I did to my home. I upgraded this and I upgraded that. And you know what? It was the way you chose to live. I always tell everybody, you did those upgrades because that's how you chose to live. And sometimes those upgrades financially will pay off and sometimes they don't. In most cases they do, but if it's like a recent upgrade and like say you did a kitchen for $60,000, 
you know, which sometimes kitchens and bigger homes cost. Now a year later you decide to sell your home. You might not recoup that $60,000, but it was a choice that you made at the time. And it was a choice for you to move maybe a year later. Due to the circumstances, maybe you had a job transfer. So you just sometimes have to just move forward and just accept what the value is at that time. When people are looking to choose a real estate agent, why is it that different agents give different values to the same house? Experience. I believe it has a lot to do with experience and unfortunately I feel a lot of agents buy listings. By that I mean is they tell people what they want to hear. I think the most important thing in a listing presentation is honesty. Like you said, I, I always, when I'm pricing a home, because I keep going back to price because price sells property. I always equate selling a home to a loaf of bread in a bakery. Uh, I show people a graph. You're gonna get the most showings for your home in the first three weeks. It's statistic, this statistics, it's a proven fact. You walk into a bakery on a Sunday morning, you smell that bread, you smell all the cake, oh, it's so fresh, you want it. You want that loaf of bread, you go there, they slice it up to you, take it home. You start eating in the car on your way home because it's so appealing. You go back to the bakery two days later, that bread is sitting there. You go, oh, okay, I'll take the bread. I'll make French toast because now it's not fresh anymore. So now the value of that bread goes down. A week later, you walk in there, that same loaf of bread is sitting there. Now it becomes breadcrumbs. That's how I equate the value of the home. The longer it sits, it becomes breadcrumbs. So pricing is such a very, very important factor, regardless what the condition of the home, whether you're selling a handyman for someone to flip, to buy in and maybe move in and fix it themselves, or for an investor to buy, to knock it down or to redo it, or you're selling a million dollar home, it's the price of the home that's gonna sell the property. If someone comes to you and said, my house has been on the market for six months, my real estate agent isn't doing anything, would you take the commission and what would you do different to try to sell that house? I would reevaluate the price again right away. I would ask them, I would probably walk through the home. There's two reasons why a house doesn't sell. It's overpriced or you can't get in. And then I would ask them, what was the availability? What was the showing instruction? How often did people come to see your home? Those are the two key factors in selling a home, availability and price. And if someone has a price in their head and they refuse to budge, even if it's not a rational price, what do you do? I would just tell them that they need to make some type of adjustment on the home. We could sit there, I could list your property, but the same results are going to happen. You have to be realistic about selling your home. Somet sometimes you walk in and the house didn't sell because maybe it needs to be tweaked and no one gave them that expert advice. You know, maybe they did need to maybe put a coat of paint. And you know, sometimes people can't afford that, but like I said, a can of paint goes a long way. You can take the time. If you really want to sell your house, you just have to, you know, invest. The house that I just told you about that I sold in four days, I walked in, her daughter had a red room. It was great, young teenager, she loved her room red. I said to her, this isn't gonna fly. They repainted, they repainted the whole house. You know, her husband's retired, but it, it took, you know, took a month or two, they weren't ready to sell. They repainted the whole house. Everybody walked in, oh my God, the house is great. They did the new colors that are out today, got rid of the red, that bright red room, got rid of the red velour drapes. In other words, you have to make a house presentable. Everybody does have a taste, everybody decorates differently, but when you're going to sell, it's gotta be convenient and neutral for everybody. The condo I bought had been mark on the market for 18 months, mm -hmm. and it was because the woman who owned it refused to A, declutter, and B, depersonalize. Mm. So it was 2,000 square feet of wallpaper, including all the ceilings, in pink, cream, and teal. Oh, wow. 
Customized carpeting in pink, cream, and teal. Customized drapes in pink, cream, and teal. <laughs> and when I saw the place, I was kind of vaguely appalled by the, the design aesthetic, but I saw beyond that into the bones of the house. And I actually called my mom in, who had a lot of experience with this, and she says, it's like an absolutely beautiful woman wearing appalling clothes. And even the contractor who I had looked at another house and he told me no, came and looked around. It's like, oh, oh, good bones. Yeah, we, we, we can work with this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I got $30,000 off the asking price because it was going to take a lot of time, effort, and money to strip it down back to the bones and rebuild it back up. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. It's the price. It always goes back to the price. You just said it. If something is uh, not not offensive, it's just not your taste. I mean, you know, wallpaper on ceilings. I mean, I probably would have told the people you got to take the wallpaper down, but some people just don't want to. Mm -hmm. So then you have to price it accordingly. Whether you list it at the price you think you're going to get, but then you must be reasonable and the agent must speak with the listing agent and say, listen, we love this property, but I have $30,000 worth of paper removal. Got to rip up the carpets, got to bring the floors back to life. And if someone's realistic, then you could sell a home. How did you become a real estate agent? What made you decide on this career? I was always in sales and I always loved working with people. Um, my husband is a builder and I started working for him and he taught me the whole building business. I loved homes so much, that's why I went to school for interior design. I just love the whole construction process. I love homes, I love how every home is different. Then I got my real estate license. Um, my love of that, that, my love of houses just made me become a realtor. I love the feeling that you get when someone succeeds. They sell a home that either they have to sell because like you said, it, it was a parent's home, but I love buyers. A lot of people don't love buyers. I love the satisfaction of taking someone's hand and finding them their first home, whether it be a first time home buyer. I love seeing a family move up, you know, get that satisfaction of working so hard and now they're going to up, they're going to upgrade and they find a beautiful new home, maybe in a different neighborhood or the same neighborhood. It just gives me just such happiness for people to help them make their dreams come true. Which do you like doing more, buying or selling? I love listing the house and getting the buyers you know, to buy the house and then meeting new buyers and be able to take them out and find homes. Like I said, I've been doing this a long time, so I always, my greatest resource of my old clients and my referral base. I love working. I'm working right now with the son of someone I, I met at an open house uh, six years ago. I sold her a house. We became friends. We still talk every couple of months. Her son now is finding a home, and I, I just helped him find a home two weeks ago. Where do you consider your specialty on the island? I've been doing this a long time. I actually was born in Massapequa, the South Shore. By selling real estate for so many years, I'm not afraid to go to any part of Long Island. I would say Eastern Suffolk is a little challenge for me. I think I would refer that business out only because it's very time consuming. I like to service my listings and it's very hard to service a listing if you have to go out to Medford. You know, I would refer it. I'd like to stay within a you know, certain range. I go to Valley Stream, Malvern, sold many homes there, listed many homes there. Um, and I go, I've gone as far as Holbrook and listing properties in Colmac. How can people reach you if they want to learn more about what you can do and possibly put their house on the market with you? How can they reach out to you? Um, I do have a Facebook page, Linda Leone Real Estate on Facebook. I do have a website, lindaleone.com, and they could give me a call anytime. And what's your phone number? 
317-427-4265. Do you have an email address? Linda Leone at gmail.com and that's Linda L-Y-N-D-A L-E-O-N-E at gmail.com. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the LIPN Podcast, brought to you by the Long Island Professional Network and produced by Smith Douglas Associates. To learn more about the LIPN, visit our website at LIPN.org or join our meetup under Long Island Professional Network.